Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. nationwide and worldwide it is once again the line to gain show myself jerry ostrowski the big o sarah larson up in 51 degree upstate new york i'm so jealous the guy down below we'll get to him in a second that's my dog that's jeremy poplin of of the blitz 1170 here in tulsa oklahoma program director uh, also has his own show they go from three to six him and colby daniels also uh, I'll give you the history about us here in a little bit, but Sarah, why don't you let us know what you're doing? Cause you're, you're like a wild, you're a wild person. I, <laughs> I, I just, I still don't understand your travel, your travel habits are legendary, but fill, yeah. fill the listeners in on it. Yeah. So, well, uh, I, um, I knew I was going to be heading up to New York for, for camp and we ended up deciding to drive, uh, and we left a day early. So, um, I, you know, just got here about, you know, 25 hour drive. Um, so I'll be going to camp, uh, you know, this week coming up. Uh, we got a party next Saturday I'll be going to, and then I'll be driving my son over to, to, to college and then back down to Florida by myself um, that trip. So um, I've done it a lot. I've, you know, people think that I'm nuts. Um, a lot of people think that I'm nuts, but I actually enjoy, I enjoy driving and usually put a, a book or a podcast on and, and just, you know, listen to that. And then once in a while, when I am struggling a little bit, I'll turn on some music and just kind of go crazy with the music. So it's kind of, you know, uh, it's, you know, one of those mental things that I right. enjoy doing. So my son doesn't help at all. He just sits there and, uh, plays on his phone or you know does his own thing with reading his own book uh although he did get kind of into the book that i was reading this time so did he did he did he drive at all did he give you any relief he won't drive on i-95 no no Oof. he's now he's pop's legendary before pop joined the world of, of of married life and and father life he he used to make some wild road trips back in the day as well um he used to go to a lot of ou football games plus we'd make some treks to uh NASCAR races, the the ride back from Bristol was legendary in the motorhome. <laughs> it was in the motorhome. Uh, if you also remember, I believe after the 2004 Sugar Bowl with OU and LSU, <clears throat> our showtime that we had on the air at the time started at 2. Uh, I drove 14 straight hours through and made it back after the Sugar Bowl that night to be back on the air with you that very next day. That is right. That. So, yeah, I I've, I've, that. I've had a few of those trips a time or two we were joking off here about you have all those spots that you stop every single time 
yeah. that you, you've got your routine. I've got one between here and Dallas where if it's late at night, I'll pull over and catch a few Z's. So I know exactly yeah. where I'm going every time. Yeah, we knew exactly where we were going to, what rest stop we were going to pull over and spend a couple of hours to, you know, to rest. That's what most people think I'm crazy is that I do it straight through. Um, but I do stop at a rest stop and get a you know, couple of hours. They do have police patrolling. So everyone's like, are you crazy? They have police patrols and everything else. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I was joking with you guys before we came live that it, it gets to the point where you've done the trip so many times that you, you end up going into the same gas stations over and over again in these, you know, random little towns, but you've been doing the trip so much that you know exactly where you need to stop. So, uh, you know, we have our, our favorite, uh, gas stations on, you know, on the way and, you know, we don't get, you know, we don't have a, um, what are they called? Bucky's, um, yeah, down right, here. Yeah. And we don't have our down in uh, South Florida. We don't have uh, sheets. So these are places that we enjoy actually, you know, finding and stopping at along the way. So, you know, it was what a was fun the, trip. What's the joint? What's the joint in either South Carolina or North Carolina? The big um, we buy like all the you can buy like a 12 pack, a bunch of firecrackers, a honey bun, get your gas tank. Oh, the, the rest stops that have. Like <laughs> yeah, the one huge... rest stop. But I can't remember. There's one that's, that's known. I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, but I know anyway. what you're talking about when we had a hurricane once. Um, I was driving back from New York uh, to go back down to Florida. And um, when you were on the way back, you know, we were trying to find gas and we couldn't, we started in South Carolina trying to find gas because we were told by the time you hit Florida, there was nothing. So I was trying to buy gas cans and they were sold out starting in South Carolina. And we had went to one of those um, re uh, rest stops. Huge. Right. I mean, you could buy South anything. Of the border. There you go. Thank you, Daryl. Daryl's yeah, South it was is what it is. crazy. Yep. So, yeah, but we, uh, we had a lot of fun this trip. It was actually a pretty easy trip. Weather was great a little cool um this morning it was 51 degrees uh right now it's like 68 which you know it's a little bit you know i can i can handle 68 but this morning i was freezing so uh real yeah, fast real fast before you leave why don't you let people know there's going to be people going to training camp you're going to go to training camp so they'll yep. get to possibly run into you there let everybody know where you're going to be we got the resurgence beer uh release coming up that's yep. a big deal that we're excited about that let everybody in on that here before you uh you got to cut so out. I should be at camp tomorrow. I, um, if everything works out, I do have tickets. Uh, someone gift me one ticket for tomorrow. So I will be going tomorrow if everything works out. Um, if not, I'll be there on Sunday. And then on the 10th, um, if, if my connection runs, you know, goes through on the 10th, <laughs> um, hopefully I'm actually trying to get a fan, uh, friends and family pass. So, um, if everything works out, that'll be amazing. Cause, uh, you, you're, you get to be down on the field and everything. So, um, I'll be there those two days. And then, um, like you said, the, um, the beer release, uh, we just tweeted that out today. So everyone go in retweet, uh, September 16th. Um, it's at resurgence brewery. Uh, there'll be a live uh, podcast there. We're, we're calling it a mega, uh, megapod. It's going to be with everybody from Buffalo rumblings that is able to attend. Um, it'll be a lot of fun. And, you know, of course, a lot of, you know, drinking and bills fans being silly. So, uh, it'll definitely be a, a good time. So, all right. I'm going to ask you one question on the spot before you leave. I've already talked to pop <laughs> about this earlier today. I've gotten into a little bit of a Twitter argument today with some people uh -oh. last night on the news. They were <laughs> They were interviewing a local band director, marching band director at a local high school. Now you got to understand something. Oklahoma is about football. 
Tulsa, Oklahoma's got like these humongous high school bands, like travel the world. Like they, they march over in England, they march in Ireland. They do the Thanksgiving day stuff, the Rose Bowl parade. I mean, just sick bands, unbelievably talented. And the band director last night used a term that I had never heard before. He was talking about how his, his band members actually get into stretching and they've started doing a weightlifting program and all this stuff to help with their conditioning in their performances. And he referred to the band members as musical athletes. <laughs> so my question to you is, is a marching band member an athlete? Have you ever seen FAMU? <clears throat> Or Bethune now, Cookman. I, I get that. I understand. I JSU. understand. <laughs> I, I understand. I, I get that. But my point was, I dabble. I like try to learn how to play guitar. Does that make me an athlete musician? No, I don't think it does. But if um, if you, some people don't think that cheerleading or um, you know, gymnastics are are sports either or athletes either. You know, I think that if you have to keep yourself in shape or a car, a race car driver, well, whether you shape does not make you an yeah. athlete. I, well, I, I don't know. I've never considered like a piccolo player an athlete. Yeah. You know? Well, <laughs> like, is there a piccolo <laughs> player? Is there a piccolo player in the marching band? I don't know. Yeah. But, um... Somebody here. Here's and, and these people. I know these people. So I hate to. Co- I'm. I'm. I'm holding back. There's like so many punchlines, and I'm not going to them. But the person replied. He said. Does executing a refined skill set in coordination with teammates while under physical duress qualify as an athlete? And I wanted to so badly respond with no, that makes you a synchronized swimmer. But I I did not. So you wouldn't consider synchronized swimming? You wouldn't consider them athletes? It it is a sport like rhythmic gymnastics is a sport, right? I, I believe that those are more arts than they are sports but then again this goes down the rabbit hole and we've had this oh this is summertime this is summertime crutch radio right and pop being in radio you know every topic right if you play cornhole if you you toss toss some horseshoes i mean if you you roll the bones are you considered an athlete (laughs) as a a race car driver and athlete four six that's that was the main that was the main discussion (laughs) back in the day was a race car driver and athlete athlete, they say as much as you have to keep yourself in shape to to be a race car driver of course you are but the same thing when it came to um, to cheerleading. I was a cheerleader in high school, and everyone was like, "It's not a sport. It's not you don't you're not an athlete." And then you know we used to joke with the football team and you know basketball team. Okay, well go go run the same you know uh, same things that we do and see you know see if you're out of breath and what you're doing and how much you're in aches and pains the next day. So you know we could all joke about this. it. But... I will, uh, my my point is this, and and I don't want to be mean because I love marching musical athletes. Awesome. I like it. Okay. But but the truth of the matter is, the sick truth of the matter is, if big boy that was carrying the tuba could drive, catch, and block the wide rush, he, that's what he would be doing. <laughs> I'm just saying. I get it. I, the only thing I will say is if you've seen, especially these HBCUs and them, you know, carrying these, you know, 30, 40 pound instruments and literally doing splits, like, right. It's pretty crazy, uh, you know, how 
much they have to be in shape um, yeah. to do what they're maybe doing. The, so. Maybe the next question is, is Paula Abdul an athlete? Don't don't bury the headline, though. The headline is you actually showing some restraint not to go back after these people on social media. That's what I'm proud of you for. This is showing real growth <laughs> on your part. I am. I'm, I'm growing because as the, you know, the antagonist side of me is very, it's more than 50%. So proud anyway, I, um, that was today's question, but Sarah, we appreciate you as always. Um, Be careful camp, because you know. you're going to get canceled, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I kind of moved the camera back. Cause I got my make America grateful again, shirt on with the grateful dead logo. And if they just as long as it's with part, the grateful dead logo. Yeah. And, uh, just, if they read we won't the top go into all that. Again too. So anyway, Hey, enjoy your family. Enjoy your time. Up all there. right, we'll guys. Next week. And uh, I'll have a see you guys next week and I will be set up next week. So, you know, we'll be able to have, I'll be able to be on a full show, but thank Perfect. you, Jeremy, for, for, no, uh, no you know, coming on in. So, Perfect. all right, yeah, guys. Me. We'll see you Bye-bye. later. Bye now. So anyway, as Sarah heads out, this is my man, as I said earlier, Jeremy Poplin. He's the program director of the Blitz 1170 here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Pop and I's history goes way back. When did we start? Oh, three. Or 04? Uh, I, I think we first met in 2003 because I was still trying to catch on full-time around that point. Uh, or maybe I'd just gone full-time. But yeah, I don't think that we started the show until either end of 2003, like football season, September of 03, or then in 2004. But in that range. Right. So Pop and I have known each other for quite a long time. Um, we used to do a radio show together called The Big O Show. Pop was my producer. Pop then moved into... Um, into uh, program director also has his own shows for a long, long time. Now has been a fixture in sports radio here in the city of Tulsa does an awesome job. Consider him one of my best friends. And uh, we've been wanting to do this for a while. Might even do it on a regular basis coming up, but um, just had the opportunity tonight to bring him on with Sarah. She's getting everything fixed, you know, fixed up there, getting everything set for her uh, time with her family. And we want to talk about what we love and that's the NFL. And, um, Again, if you have some comments, you have some questions, put them in the comment section over there and uh, let us know. We'll bring them up. But we were talking today about some things. And, you know, the big topic in, in the football world obviously has been the running back situation. Now we have a situation where, and it, it, it's the same thing, it's, it, it involves a running back and it's kind of morphed into, um, you know, a little bit of a bickering contest. And, and now we have ownership involved. And, this is something we don't see in Buffalo. We haven't seen this in Buffalo in, in quite a long time. I don't even think we had this when Ralph was there. But, Jeremy, you brought up a, a, a good point today. Is We have this phenomenon lately in the league, especially with our better players. Jerry Jones doing it with, uh, with uh, Zach um, Martin. Zach Martin. We've got the, the issue in, in, in Indianapolis. Owner going after star player in the press. And it's something that you and I – don't quite understand, you know, you wanted to talk on this. I, I don't, I mean, what do we accomplish with this? I, I, I don't really know. And I, I do think that we have to preface the entire conversation with the two examples that you just brought up. Are there two bigger wildcard owners in the league than Jim freaking Ursay and his immaculate guitar collection? Right. And then also Jerry Jones. Right. I, I don't really take a whole lot of what Jerry Jones says as, as being truthful. Um, it, again, it's the only owner that, that speaks to the media before the head coach and the players speak to the media after every single right. game. It's, it's incredibly wild, but. Support for this episode comes from eBay. 
whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I, this this past week, I think we've we've seen a few examples that I have a difficult time with, and you being a former player, I think you have a unique perspective on it, but we're in a weird place where you have anchors to your team, you know, guys that you have brought up through your organization, the way that, that things are supposed to be done. And all they've done for you is play their guts out. They've, they've gone and they've set the bar to a certain level. They've, they've been able to put their team on their shoulders and take them to a particular level. And yes, they get further along in their contract. And I'll use Zach Martin as the example. So Zach Martin's holding out. Zach Martin has been in the league, I believe, eight years. Of the eight years, he's been an all-pro, six of them. In 2020, when your left tackle went down, you kicked Zach Martin to the outside to play left tackle, which resulted in him blowing up his knee and blowing up his hamstring, cost him his season. But but he did that for the, for the betterment of the team. And and now we get in this scenario where you're going to, you know, cast doubt on his character. And, and I know he's holding out, and I know most owners hate the fact when when guys hold out. But it just seems like sometimes the answer is way more simple than what they make it out to be. I just don't understand why an owner would go on the media and start disparaging a member of your own team. We hear all the time about whether it's faith, family, and football in college, whether it's, hey, the family environment of the locker room is, is, is that safe space. You know, we're, we're, we're together. But yet then you have ownership that goes out and wants to just throw that completely out the window with a couple of the better players in the entire league. Zach Martin's credentials, Jerry. You know this. You've, you've played that spot before. That dude might you can make an argument for him being one of the better offensive linemen that the Cowboys have ever had, and that's a mouthful. Well, and there isn't gonna, an argument. He is going to run better. him down. What, right. I, I don't. I don't see what's beneficial about that. Right, and you got obviously you got the Jonathan Taylor situation in in Indianapolis, and Ursay comes along and makes the comments like, you know, long time after I'm dead, and Taylor's out of league. This league is still going to be going on, and and it. It's a it's a microcosm of the problem that we have right now that goes all the way back to the running back contracts and goes back to what's going on in this league. And again, it just these two points solidify what I was talking about a couple of weeks ago on this very show. When and you and I've talked about this, Jeremy, a million times, that the running back situation is not the owner's fault. It nope. is the player's fault and the NFLPA's fault. They were the ones that allowed this to happen with the last collective bargaining agreement they have agreed to. This type of behavior now you're getting out of ownership. And believe me, it's not just those two. And they are wild cards. Believe me, they are they are the outliers of the league, so to speak, as far as being eccentric, as far as just having unlimited amounts of throwaway cash. All those different things. The fact they both like to be the story. They like to be out in front of the franchise. But again, this just goes to show you the ownership right now believes and they know they have all the power in this league. And they don't have to 
go to Zach Martin and say, you know what, Zach, we understand what you're talking about. We really appreciate the fact that you went out of your way to help this franchise because you're loyal to us. And we're going to give you an extra couple, three, four million a year. That's all he wants. That's all it takes. That's all he wants. You, you mean to tell me that you couldn't go to Zach Martin right now, oh, and say, all right, we'll throw you an extra four million on top of your deal. Right. And, and I also understand the argument. If you're Zach Martin and you're his agent, why are you signing a six-year deal? Like I, I, I completely understand the elements of his contract, right. but but we're at such a rapid pace now with the pay scale compared to where guys play and uh, and also what your output is. But it could be simply solved. And from the Cowboys' perspective, is they haven't spent a lot of money in the offseason. They still got cap room. I know that they've got to sign guys like Micah Parsons and CD Lamb. But to hear Jerry Jones right. say, Well, we got to, we're trying to save money to sign Micah Parsons. No, you're not. You've got, you've got plenty. You, you can manipulate the cap. You know how they manipulate the cap. They can make it work. You could get that deal done for four million and be in camp right now. The money that Zach Martin wants is like second quarter beer sales at Cowboys Stadium for one game. Okay. If yeah. It's, it's that it's that type of money to these guys. And and what it does is, and and this is and I wanted to talk about this when you brought this up because it kind of it kind of flows into another thing that we have right now in sport because you've got kind of a and we all understand this right now in this country, there's a big divisive line in anything we talk about. There is one side or the other, there is no gray, right? And it's and I will give the Aaron Rodgers situation as an example. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers is in Green Bay, and basically the last two to three years has kind of gone off on a wild tangent, in my opinion, to get himself out of Green Bay, right? Aaron's kind of like the 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 he's like the girlfriend in the in the relationship. It's like, man, I don't want I don't want everybody to be mad at me because I broke up, but I really want to break up. So I'm going to do all these things to, so he'll break up with me first. Right. And there's a reason why he did that. And there's a reason why that happens. And the point I'm trying to make is we can't, we continue to really, uh, there's a big group that continues to pound on professional athletes when they force trades or they want to hold out or they want to do things. And we're like, Oh, they're not loyal. They don't love this team. They never loved us. They never, and then you see situations like this and you understand why. Yeah. I guarantee you they had conversations before they bumped Zach Martin, Zach Martin out to right tackle and, and made him feel like he would get taken care of at some point or they made him feel special. They made him feel a huge part of the franchise. And then they, you know, they do the Lucy and Charlie Brown and they pull the football away. And it's, it's just, it's kind of an example. And like I said earlier, a microcosm, what's going on in this league. And it all goes back to two years ago, which is this horrible ass collective bargaining agreement that they agreed to ownership right now has all the cards. Their franchises are growing in value at an exponential rate. All they had to do is share a half a percent more with the players. They're making money. The TV deals are huge. And this is an example of why we have to have good CBAs because these dudes are billionaires for a reason. They keep their money, right? Mm -hmm. They're not going to give it if they don't have to. And it's not just running backs. You know, Jonathan Taylor happens to be a running back. You look at the Zach Martin situation as the premier guard in the league. He's in the same spot trying to get a little bit more money. So 
I, I just I just felt to talk about this because it's like we we really get hung up on players and we really come down on players when they try to to better their situation or move on and better their situation. And we tend to side with teams when if you really look at these things, those teams are not doing these guys any favors either. Especially when you're a guy like like Zach, who has been nothing more than not just a model football player, but a model citizen. And I hate to bring that up because a lot of times that has no factor in how your performance is on the field in, in many instances. But it'd be different if you want to speak your mind freely about someone that made a mistake. But Zach Martin has not made any mistakes other than feeling like I've given everything that I have for this. Now it's also time for you to continue to reward me for what I've been able to give to you. And your point about ownership through the CBA, you know, they have these little tricks through the negotiation where they'll be lenient this way, but then they'll pull back the rope, you know, and you give them just a little inch and every ownership group in the country is going to try to pull back a foot from, from that inch that you give them. So the CBA is is a massive problem right now. Um, there's no getting out of it anytime soon. And the best investment in the in the entire world right now is a professional football franchise or or maybe even an NBA franchise with the way that they've been growing. So, uh, yeah, it's it's very weird. And I've never really understood the aspect of when we get into these scenarios, why a lot of people are pro owner in these instances. I've, right. I've never been able to come to terms with the fact that it's pro right. owner. What do I say on my show all the time? Like, I understand how the business works, but get your money, get your money yeah. while you can. And I have no problem with those guys getting their money. They should. Um, by the way, hit that like button, smash the subscribe button. Uh, we'd love to hear from you in the comments as always. He's Jeremy Poplin, program director for the Blitz 1170 in Tulsa. One of my guys, one of my good friends. And, uh, of course, I'm the big O. Jerry Ostrowski. We're talking NFL. Sarah was on a little bit earlier. She'll be back next week, and we'll dive into some more Bills talk, especially with her being at training camp and getting to see some things, um, you know, up close and personal. I kind of moved that way a little bit because this affects the Bills a little bit. And my next topic is this. They put a poll out. They asked people who would be – the most likely team to go from worst to first, right? Who's the most likely team to go to worst from first? Now, I believe 61% of the people said, and this affects the Bills, the New York Jets. That was the pick. That was the team that was number one as far as going from worst to first, the team that could do it. The Jets in the AFC East with the Bills. The second team that was interesting, I thought, and you know, there's a lot of teams that got different votes, the top three teams, Jets number one, second team, the Cleveland Browns. And a lot of what was brought about the Browns was their ability to do what? Play Joe Burrow well and beat Joe Burrow. He has had problems playing against the Browns. Third team was the Houston Texans, which eh, I wasn't quite on with that as, as, as much as others. But the overwhelming favorite was the Jets. I've been on this show for quite a while now. I'm an I am an Aaron Rodgers fan. I love Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron Rodgers is a hell of a quarterback, and the fact that he is there absolutely solidifies that football team. You've got a world class defense. All right, you've got Aaron Rodgers now at quarterback. I think this, and hey, we're going to find out right away, folks. <laughs> Week one in MetLife, Bills, Jets. 
primetime game on what? Monday night, right? We're going to find out right off the bat. And um, just kind of get your feelings on who you think that team might be uh, that, that could really rattle some cages this year. Uh, you know me, I hate going with the easy pick, the low-hanging fruit, but I don't know if there's any other answer other than the Jets uh, in this poll. Uh, you know, two of the teams – actually, I think you could throw all three of those in – notorious for having horrible management th- throughout the, the course of, of the history right, of the franchise. Right, right. So they're all wild cards. Uh, I think the Jets – see, the stat is, I think, of the 63 years the Jets have been playing football, they've made the playoffs 14 times. So um, this is a two-year window for them, correct? They Rodgers restructured his deal. I'll get to that in a second because I have some thoughts on that. Rodgers restructured his deal for them to have a two-year run to the Super Bowl. Question was asked the other day on on my show, are the Jets a disappointment if they don't go to the Super Bowl this year? And I'm not ready to go that far yet. I just think given the course of the the history and the franchise, I think making the playoffs in year one – should yes. probably you, you should feel really good about if, if that ends up happening but they're they're clearly a contender uh with with who they have coming in the 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 weapons that were already in place for for Aaron coming in some of the best young skill players that we've seen come through the draft and I can't believe I'm going to say this but the Jets have actually made smart moves not only through the draft, but also who they've been able to acquire. Right. I, I'm a I'm an Aaron fan. I, Aaron's an incredible football player. I think I got a little beaten down from Aaron over the last three or four years in Green Bay <laughs> because all the Packers did was bend over backwards for that guy. They signed his friends. He went to bat for every single one of his friends. Hey, good for you. Not the best football decisions in the world by any means, and it got the Packers screwed up multiple times in cap scenarios with who they were playing. It also cost them in other areas that they could go out and build their team because they were trying to satisfy Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron, to me, is the type of guy that I don't know if you could ever satisfy completely. He just constantly finds something else. But with Aaron coming over, dude, the way that he's been talking, I think this is an Aaron Rodgers redemption tour. He is doing what the equivalent is of taking the Packers' noses and rubbing it right in the urine stain that's on the carpet. Because he is hell-bent on showing them, because he has it in his mind, that they gave up on him, which is weird. Whatever he's got to do to convince himself. But that's that's that athlete. That's that athlete. 100%. They have that ability, you know. We learned about that what in the Michael Jordan documentary, yes. right? Yeah, he makes up stories, right, to right. motivate himself. So right. Aaron's making that up in his head. He's going to come back and play incredible football this year. It's just does the organization continue to fall back into patterns that they've done in the past where they make a mistake or two? And if they do make a mistake, to me, it's always about how you overcome that. But personnel-wise – Dude, they've set themselves up. That is, uh, that that's that's quite the the team that they've assembled. And I love Robert Sala. I mean, I'm I'm a Niner fan. You know that, Jerry. What he was able to build in San Francisco and come over. He's he he's just a tough-minded coach. I think he's perfect for that city. Um, and I think too, he's kind of the perfect oil um, water for for Aaron Rodgers not to let Aaron run all over the complete uh, run completely all over the team. Right. Right. And, you know, the thing about the Jets that I also like, and and I do like Robert Sala as well, 
I do think they have some some guys in place, especially on defense. They've got some Ooh. they've got some cats, right? They've got Sauce Gardner, even though he's a second year guy, um, premier premier corner in the league right now. Um, they've got some dudes to maybe where Aaron doesn't feel like he has to come in and be superhero leader. Do you know what I mean? Aaron kind of knows his place, I think, with this football team. Go over on the offense, get things righted that, you know, let's let's get past this Zach Wilson debacle. Let's, you know, and it's it's funny to me that the narrative that's coming out about how Zach Wilson's already so much better because he's hanging oh out. Oh my with, gosh. It was I, I, it's it's got a little bit grotesque. You to be can honest see that you. coming from a mile away, by the <laughs> right. way. You could see it coming from a mile away. But this kind of leads into you know, and, and I and the Browns are the Browns, right? I mean, I think the Browns have some good players. Um, they've got a good offensive line. Watson still really hasn't played much football in how many years? I just don't really see that whole thing panning out. I really don't. It's a big year um, for Stefanski, right? I mean, right. this huge fear for Stefanski if he if doesn't. It, the, yeah, yeah. If they don't win, I I don't see if that there's a future for him that's there. There's so much that's that's placed on them, and they're kind of in that same question to me anyway, that was asked to me earlier, which is, you know, what do you, what do you call a, a, a disappointing year or a positive year for the Browns? And I, I think it's, you take small steps and get back to the playoffs. Right. Um, I, I, I do think that they're going to be better. I don't know how much better, but you, you mentioned the Jets having some cats. Cleveland's got some studs on defense. They can get after people. And I wouldn't be shocked at all that if they don't have a really good start to the season, right. and then it's about how they weather the storm. So you throw this whole phenomenon in with the Jets being the team that could possibly go from last to first. You got the Dolphins, as always. You got Belichick trying to not set the record for the most losses in the league, but it will probably will happen. But I do believe they will be much better this year. But I think Bill's on the hot seat. I think if Bill does not have a good year, he gets let go. I think Bill O'Brien takes over the Patriots. I love Bill O'Brien as a head coach. I think he's a tremendous head coach, and he fits right in and comes right in behind Belichick if that happens, takes over the franchise. Very similar, both kind of fiery guys, no-nonsense dudes, but they automatically are becoming better on offense because he's there. Um, You know, this is – to me, the FC East is the toughest division in football. Doesn't it seem like this would be the type of year that it would be a spite year for for Belichick? It, it's yes. like it's like uh, Larry David opening the spite store in in Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, Latte Larry's. He opened it right, right next door to another coffee shop and called it a spite store. Bill, I think Bill has the ability to. They may not win a ton of games. But right. you're going to be on your toes every single time that they play them, and they they might have the ability to be creeping around 500. And we could get to a point in the season where you could say something like, you know, they're only a couple of games out of a spot. Uh, there, there's nothing that's ever easy about playing Bill Belichick. Matt also brought up the Falcons, um, a team that we heard about today in the press because their owner decided to come out and and let the quarterback know that that was their guy. Um, you know, he's also. Uh, you, you pronounce it – is it Riddler? How do you pronounce his last name, Pop? Oh, uh, yeah. Gosh, I knew you were going to ask Maddie. me that right off the top. As, yeah. as the sideline guy for the Tulsa – I, I know, and I've seen that right? dude play it a hundred times, and now I'm I'm blanking here. Right his roommate, here. obviously, is supposedly is, is B. Sean Robinson, so they're forming this bond. Um, I think the Falcons Desmond are – Desmond Ritter. Yeah. yeah, Desmond Ritter. So I think that I think that they definitely could 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 make some noise. 
I think um, I think their coach is still a little bit of a wild card. He's a little uh, he's a little out there. Yeah, that, that we can't that, be any worse than the Eagles head coach. That division is an is an interesting one, just based off of who they got. I I got one that's getting a lot of run right now, and I know they have a rookie that's going to end up starting for them. But you start looking at everything that the Panthers have added uh, for a team that decided to have a fire sale, including getting rid of of Christian McCaffrey, for them to add what they already have on the defensive side, it all kind of depends on what Bryce does in year one. But that's a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they're not way better than what they were last year. I think you're right, and I'm still a I'm still a huge believer in Frank Reich. I, I know that his time in 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 Indianapolis did not go well. I think a lot of that had to do with the revolving door at quarterback. He never had a chance to really develop a young quarterback like he's getting in Carolina. Um, then you got the Ursay situation, obviously. Um, so I like the fact that Frank is back in Carolina. If you remember when the Panthers and the Jaguars came into the league, they had the unprotected. Uh, draft Frank Reich was actually their first quarterback in Carolina so he has history there he has pride with the franchise um I'm not hung up on on bright on the size of the kid of Bryce Young I'm not hung up on that I think that the pro game is finally embracing the college game because they realize they're not going to draft they don't have the ability to draft Drew Bledsoe's anymore right you're not going to go out and draft Josh Allen who's huge you're going to have to take the smaller quarterback that, and, and work your system towards him. I mean, there's no more of a masterful coaching job than Nick Siriano has done in Philadelphia with, with Jalen Hurts. I mean, I have had to eat crow on that thing for the last year and a half because I was like, has anybody watched this kid throw the football? There's no way he can play in the league. And now here he is going to a Super Bowl and what, first year as a starter? So anyway, I just um, I like Frank Reich in Carolina. I think they do have a chance. Obviously, tennis, you know, Houston, but um, yeah, I think you have to look at, at New York and everything else that goes with it. But you know, just kind of staying in the news in, in the NFL and as we go along, and and I, you know what, I do want to bring something up before I get to that. We're gonna get to we're gonna get to we're gonna get to the DC. <laughs> we're gonna get to HCDC in a minute. <laughs> All right, we're gonna get to head coach Dan Campbell in a second. But I was laughing, and, and this being a predominantly a Bills podcast, I do want to get into the, some of the Bills because Bills Mafia was losing their mind yesterday, okay? And the reason why they were losing their mind was this. Yesterday's practice, I guess, the defense just ran all over the offense yesterday. Sacks, interceptions, pass breakups, offensive line couldn't block anybody. It was just an absolutely just horrid day for the Bills offense in practice. And people were going, you know, I've got good friends on Twitter. I'm reading comments. This is ridiculous. You did nothing in the offseason to make the O-line better. You're not protecting Josh. You got to get Josh a second receiver. You got to do this. You're not utilizing Kincaid yet. All these different things. And I just chuckled. Support for this episode comes from Viator. Sure, a good souvenir is always fun, but it's the experiences that people love the most about traveling. When you get back home, that t-shirt might fade and that snow globe might break, but it's those once in a lifetime memories that will last. 
Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like architectural sightseeing, snorkeling excursions, sunset cruises, and so much more. With Viator, you can reserve everything from simple tours to thrilling adventures with over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries. Whether you're a foodie, a history buff, or an adrenaline junkie, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you can have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Make memories that will last forever with Viator. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Do we know who runs the defense in Buffalo now? Yes, the head coach. The head coach. Folks, as a person that's been to about 10 NFL training camps, whatever emphasis, whatever side of the ball the head coach, his emphasis is, they always get the benefit of the doubt. I would not, I would not doubt if yesterday McDermott and them got the offensive script. Yeah. <laughs> and every time yeah. they lined up and the running back was on the left, to run zone read to the right. Why every time that play comes up, the middle linebacker who should be lined up in a 20, which by the way, 20 is head up with the guard, is cheated over into a into a 30 or almost a 40 to the side of the ball where the ball's going to be run. And it's it happens all the time. And you know, uh, Matt brings up he was off campus. That does not matter. It doesn't matter. The assistant coaches can set things yeah. up. Well. I'm just telling you, the they they have probably already put in blitzes to take away the offense's best plays. It, it, the point I'm trying to make is everybody needs to calm down, man. It's training camp. It's not a big deal. It will so, be okay. I have been obviously living it like you guys have with with Bills camp, but if I'm not mistaken, wasn't it day six of camp? I think it's, it was four or five. Okay. All right. So maybe today was day six. So even better, it's it's early. And reports like this that come out, to your point, you don't really have a whole lot of context about what was happening behind the scenes. Like you said, maybe he did have the entire script. It was one of those days. And, and even those that don't live and breathe and die through the X's and O's, like you can pick up little things like this, even from shows like Hard Knocks that kind of show you that right. there are times in camp where they do things like that. We're like, all right, we're really going to stick it to the <laughs> offense today. We're going to prove a point to them. And it happens all across the league, everywhere, and has for years. So I, I always try to just take a, take a step back and ask, I, do I know the full context of what's going on before I have my freak out moment? Because you know me, man. I'm a big fan of, as much as I live and breathe and die with my favorite team, at this time of the year, to me, no news is good news. Because the, typically the news, when it comes out, is bad. And no one wants bad news during this time. I mean, look at what the Dolphins just went through with the trade that they made for Jalen Ramsey. Now he's got a torn meniscus who he just had to have a, a procedure. He's probably going to be out for the rest of the year. So no news is good news at this time. And that, that stuff will work itself out. Um, I did hear that segment today on your radio show with the doc. And amazingly enough, the job I have, 
they probably used our device to fix the meniscus, right? Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the same thing as like when Russell Westbrook had that injury in, in when Beverly went knee to knee with him and Russell chose to have a repair as opposed to a meniscectomy, which is taking it out when he was down in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I mean, he's not weight-bearing for six to eight weeks. No, no, not at all. Not at and all. Then, and then he starts moving into weight-bearing stuff. So I, I actually believe he probably is out for the year, which benefits us, obviously, because Ramsey is a good player. But no, I think that the thing that's created with, with so many people creating content, we're doing it right now, with Twitter, I mean, just like yesterday, you saw, did you see the movie that, or the little clip that came out today where, where um, Joey Porter Jr., they're doing uh, one-on-ones, and um, it's not, was it Pickett? I think it was Pick. It was, yeah, it was Pickett. They made like just, just dumb catch. It was unbelievable coverage, made a dumb catch, and all of a sudden, there's Pickens, yeah. Pickens. Yeah, Pickens. And then all of a sudden, there's, there's my man, Tomlin, right? is up in Joey's grill, not being, you know, demonstrative or anything, but he's definitely giving him a message. Yeah. People are losing their mind. It's coaching. Porter's Porter's horrible. Coaches in his guys, that video could be interpreted a (laughs) hundred different ways, right? The way it should be interpreted is this. When the catch was made, he gave the ball to Joey Porter and Joey Porter threw it back at him. I guarantee you the message was, and I I heard Eisen talking about this today, and I agreed with Eisen. The message was, son, you just, the guy just made a circus catch on you. It was unbelievable coverage. And now you're going to give him an extra 15 because you threw the ball back at him. Yeah. Welcome to the league. Freaks are going to do things like that. Right. Don't be dumb. Don't be stupid. And all of a sudden it's Porter can't play. Tomlin's mad at Porter. What's going on? Why are we not? Again, the context. Does anyone has anyone been in the room with Joey Porter and how he accepts right. information? Is he the type of player that responds to things like that? Right. Maybe he needed an attention getter. You know, Buford right. T. Justice said it best, right? And Smokey the Bandit. Every now and then, you need one of those. And if that was his moment <laughs> for the day, no one knows what he was doing the rest of the day. Maybe he had a few other things that he wasn't paying attention right. to. He just had a bad day. Context. Right. Right. You know, and I think that, and and one thing I will say, some of the clips that I have seen on Twitter that are easy to interpret are Dalton Kincaid, the rookie tight end from Utah that the Bills took in the first round, is an absolute freak. You guys. Freak. When I was watching the draft and I kept seeing that, and it was kind of in that range where you know he's going to go at some point. Either someone's going to make a, a, a move to go way up because they just love the kid. You know, Dallas was kind of in that mix as well. But when you guys landed Dalton Kincaid, the first thing that came to my mind was, uh-oh, the AFC has a legit problem now with Dalton Kincaid and Buffalo. The Bills, that, you want to talk about options in the red zone now? Oh, my gosh, man. Unbelievable options in the red zone. And – that was not a popular pick by a lot of fans, by the way. Yeah, because, I've never, I, I well, never. Understood they were that wanting a pass rusher. They were wanting a big offensive lineman early. You know, there was a group. Um, Sarah was on this was on this train that she was hoping that Bishon Robinson would be around at that point. We were still trying to, um, you know, the whole other debate of do you take a running back high in the first round or do you wait. Um, you know, there's a big, you know, contingent that felt that he was going to drop and fall, but 
that kid is a playmaker. He's the type of kid that you'll look back on those arguments if you felt that way, and you'll get to a certain point in the season and be like, yeah, okay, I was I was wrong on that one. Right. <laughs> he will make you forget quickly. That's that's what's And the other thing is. about him is he reminds me of Kittle. He reminds me of Kelsey. He's got size to him. He's not a skinny – he's not a slow wideout playing tight end. He is a physical – mismatch yeah don't know i'm sure his run blocking will get better to be honest with you i give rats if he blocked anybody as long as you can get by with that on that <clears throat> right you know, and and, and say, what, what i loved about it was just the flat out production that he had in college right and, you know kittle kind of had to evolve a little bit if I, I can't remember off the top of my head but i think kittle's receptions in college for Kittle. I mean, he played at Iowa for crying out loud. So, you know, it's, it's not like that they're setting the offensive uh, world on fire and that's just not, that's just not what they do. But Kittle evolved into that pass catcher, but it was that, it was that physical toughness that ultimately was so beneficial to him being the player that he is today. And you already see that with Kincaid on top of being polished as a pass catcher. Uh, we're not worried about Purdy getting caught up in a gambling scheme, uh, gambling uh, deal, are we? Dude, <laughs> dude, dude, those Iowa State boys are crazy, man. I'm telling you. Did you did you see the video of that today? That was going around social media. Yes. So they they caught him in a in a bar, like making a five hundred dollar bet, and you could even hear right. one of his boys say, "Hey, just don't post this because that's yeah. illegal. That, that's posted right. in every locker room in the country. I don't I don't get that." And then. You know some Iowa players as well, but um, you know Owen, as you know, team. as you know, Owen has begun the miserable journey of fall camp. Um, so really, all you do in fall camp is either practice or practice, meet, eat, or lay in bed, just contemplating your life. <laughs> Looking at social media, he sent me that deal today. Sent it to me and his brother because obviously his brother's up in Des Moines in Iowa. But how about his man, parents filling out false information for him? I know, man. To falsify I that, I, I mean, at, at some point, you've got to take responsibility for yourself. But then the other part of me is like, now you kind of see a little bit of the environment that he grew up in as well. What are you? What are you thinking? It's but 2023, you man. See, they're going to catch you. You also see just how volatile this whole world, these two worlds of athletics yes. and, and gambling colliding. Oh yeah, his, we're his, we're worried about players though taking NIL deals when, right. when the big the big problem with college athletics is conference realignment and gambling. That's well, that's where the big problem is. Well, Jeremy, are. if they if if we'd have had NIL earlier, they wouldn't have felt the need to gamble because they're trying to make money. Oh, please. No, they're taking their NIL money and and yeah. looking at it. Yeah, Deckers no. has got 23 bets on Iowa right now in 266 total. He's got some more NIL money in his pocket. He's going to go to about 46 on his on right. his team and then jump that number up to about 800 overall. This will be the largest growing segment in professional sports. PIs, private investigators, ex-FBI, ex-CIA, ex-state police that will be part of a task force that will continually monitor the uh, casinos yeah. and the sports books. And you will have you know, just like Tulsa has a, a, a tremendous uh, cybersecurity uh, degree now, those kids will be hired by the leagues to do nothing but dig in records to see who's doing what. Spawns a new industry, right? 
Yep. I mean, I mean, it, it happened. It, it happened when we saw the explosion of marijuana in this country. That you know, the the government doesn't want to touch the money. So what happens? Hey, we need someone to protect this and transport it. And they started hiring a whole bunch of former Rangers and SEALs to uh, to run these security details and security teams. It's it, it's a whole other industry. But what I liken it to, Pop, is you know me. I'm a I'm a mafia aficionado. I love I love reading about the mafia. I watch movies. I do all that. And it's the old, the old time. It's like the old time guys and the new guys. In the old days, you weren't allowed in the mafia to deal drugs. Mm-hmm. If you dealt drugs, they felt it was bad because it hurt the kids. And usually, if a guy got, usually if a guy got caught, they would flip him to stay out of prison. And so, usually, if you got caught selling drugs, they killed you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, allegedly. Um, and we're seeing that same thing now with this gambling. The big bosses ain't going to, they're not going to compromise their money. They're not going to give FanDuel or whatever the three, four, five hundred million dollars they gave them. They're not giving it back. So they're going to do what they have to do to keep it right. And so if you're a player and think, I remember when the day before, like a couple days before Owen signed to Tulsa, he had a little deal going where they, they had, they, you know, they would go penny stocks take that, you know, they would get their money through playing one day fantasy stuff. And I go, dude, it's over with, you can't do it no more. And he doesn't, um, you know, but it's like, this is the life we live now. And, um, but these guys, I, I can't believe they think they can get away with it because I'm telling you, you're not, they're not going to jeopardize the millions and millions of dollars they're going to make off of this. They will, they will crush you before they allow that to happen. Well, even guys in the league, right? Look at the suspensions that have happened yep. here over the last couple of weeks. I mean, yep. the fact that Ridley was using his own name and his own profile, like you right. are just begging guys, to this, get caught. This is not their adults. They can do what they want, okay? Everybody knows you walk in the NFL locker room, the first thing you see next to the uniform code is the things you can't do, and there's a big sign that says no gambling. That simple. Um, you can do nothing that might jeopardize the integrity of the game. And I understand that some people might think that the hypocrisy, and I'm with you, there is a, a large amount of hypocrisy when the league starts taking big, big time advertising deals with this and <clears throat> be millions of dollars that comes with it. But, um, you know, there's this little thing called the integrity of the sport and integrity of, of, of what's happening in between uh, not only the lines, but inside the locker room as well. And the minute that you have any questions about that, trust me, as a soccer fan, that I've seen stuff like that from in Europe, I mean, it, it starts messing with your head. I, I used to be a giant NBA fan. The Tim Donahue stuff has absolutely flat-out ruined me uh, on, on NBA. I don't even view it the same way anymore. That, that's the last thing that I want is to have something like that right. you know, mess with the integrity of the sport. Because everybody joked for years, oh, the NBA's rigged, and then all of a sudden the one of the top officials gets popped for gambling. And yeah, it's like, like, I'll be damned, it is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it is. All right, we got about 10 minutes left. Again, hit that like button, smash the subscribe button. This is the Line to Gain show on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. He is Jeremy Poplin. He is the program director for the Blitz 1170 in Tulsa. He does sideline for University of Tulsa football. So he's down there close and personal with my son on game day and um, does a great job with that. Pop and I have been friends a long time, did some sports radio shows together. Wanted to get him on to talk a little NFL. We like to talk serious stuff. We also like to talk funny stuff. And this one got me. Our man, Dan Campbell, 
as McAfee calls him HCDC, head coach Dan Campbell, he inquired, and, and I think this is pretty badass because I've seen it live in Tiger Stadium at LSU when Johnny Manziel and the, the Aggies rolled out on the field and that Tiger was in a cage right next to where they ran onto the field. Mike the Tiger, baby. Mike the Tiger. Dan Campbell wanted a lion, not a stuffed lion. Not a human in a lion suit, but a real lion on the sidelines of the Detroit Lions games. The owner was like, hell yeah, let's get a lion. Roger Goodell in the NFL, which doesn't like to have any fun, said no. My question to you, Pop, is of all the teams in the league. Support for this podcast comes from Smart Water. Life moves pretty fast. Are you drinking water that can keep up? Smartwater Alkaline has everything you need to stay hydrated, no matter where your day takes you. Whether you're pitching a tent or your next big idea, Smartwater Alkaline can help you perform your best. It delivers a pure, crisp taste that makes it the perfect chaser after a big workout. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. If you had a live mascot, what would be the best one? Well, I mean, it's hard to beat Lion, bro. I mean, I've seen some TikTok videos. I think I've even shared some of those with you with dudes just walking around with massive, <laughs> massive lions. And there's something that's pretty badass about just the, the visual image. And to mm. see maybe a lion there on the sidelines just perched, having that big old Cuban leak <laughs> chain hanging off of its neck, just sitting there ready to. But you know the pound. male lion, but you know exactly what he'd be doing because the male lions are pimps, right? Yes, of they, course. They lay in the shade and let, they let the female yeah. lions go out and do all the hunting. Right? I get it, but it's just the 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 mental image, that big old mane there. and Like they make but, a but, chain for them, like those turnover chains. Exactly. And instead exactly. of a lion on the chain, they could have like Dan Campbell's face on the chain. No, no, no. Face. You get a hood on him and off of a Mustang and just hang it around his neck, right? <laughs> that's, that's all you do. That's, that's the perfect uh, turnover okay. chain. For that, yeah, you cap. hang a hubcap off of that or like a, a distributor <laughs> cap or something. It's Detroit. Uh, giant Ford logo. But I, I think the reason why the lion resonates so much is because it's actually Dan that spawned the idea. Like, right. Dan, the joke that we use on, on my show is when I think of uh, football man, Dan Campbell would be next to football man in the dictionary. He is everything from doing up downs, right, with the team to just right. pounding the amount of espresso that he does. I mean, he, right. he's an animal at AM. He's been an animal everywhere that he's been. And he carries right. that same bravado over to him. So it's just the 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 idea of spawning from Dan that makes that so good. But I, I know we talked about this off the air. Man, you guys in Buffalo, I I think that, hey, might, as, that might be the as, best one. As as two dudes that live in Big 12 country, and we, you know, they're bringing Colorado back, obviously, and we all know Ralphie, right? Man, I think, I mean, can you imagine? Dude, and this is my suggestion, though, right? And I know it's sacred to the Native Americans, but if they could find a white buffalo, right? <laughs> now, listen to me, listen to me. And so they got him in the it got him in 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 the in the tunnel, right? Nobody can see him. And then all of a sudden you hear they play, they start playing Ted Nugent. Oh, it's perfect. The great white buffalo, right? Yeah. And they get they get it, they get the thing, and all of a sudden the buffalo comes out, man. He's white. Oh, dude. 
It'd be sick. Yeah, but who are you going to get to wrangle that thing? I mean, he oh. like Ralphie. Ralphie, the new version of Ralphie is like a young version, dude. But you can I pay mean, a couple dudes in Western New York a few cases of Labats every week. They would do it, no problem. I'm I'm sure you wouldn't even have would. to give them money. Just give uh, them some beer. I, I'm just worried about their health and safety at some point because I'm sure that they would be willing to do it. I'm just worried about the concussion that they would get from just being ragdolled all over the center of the field as they try to run out with the <laughs> Buffalo Bills version of the Great White Buffalo. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's a stunning visual image, and I think it would be perfect, and I'm all for it. Could you see him taking going like to, to pro wrestling and taking Paul, Paul Waite and like putting him in some like pants that are all shredded up at the bottom and dressing them up like a real life giant and putting them on yeah. the sidelines of the giants games or he comes out and gets the crowd going there you go That'd like el, el gigante like they like they used to have out there for for different wrestling yeah you, uh sir we're gonna need you to apply for this job but you got to be at least seven foot four and weigh 500 pounds for you to qualify as a real giant and you know you know our boy jerry jones we'd love to pick on him he'd probably just dress up with some chaps and a cowboy hat and he would be the guy that's the oh, was the man. best guy. i mean listen i think he does that anyway a few johnny walker blues i mean i've seen some photos from jerry in a uh, in a restaurant before in a in a stall trust me some chaps and a cowboy hat are not that far away from his reach did you happen to listen to uh the musers this morning and george tell the story of running into jerry at the media dinner last night I did not. I know they have it. For those that don't know, Jerry, the one cool thing that Jerry does do for all media members, he he opens up Nobu, the famous yes. sushi restaurant there off the coast, and has a media welcome party there for all the Cowboys members of the media. And that thing easily costs like a million dollars right. to put on. Well, they were giddy. Like, well, they were all giddy because the star of the night, like D.L. Hewley was in there. There was a couple others. But the guy that was there last night that they were going nuts about, was uh henry winkler the fonz of course you know gordo was going crazy but anyway george was like said that i guess george and jerry had a a thing at one time they went somewhere and they did in new orleans at a super bowl they shared they shared conies together (laughs) in the french quarter and he said to jerry said last night hey hey george i'm 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 really happy we had that deal that one night (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic but no so anyway i mean obviously you could do the old you got like they have now in the 49ers and put them in a barrel or whatever and you got a niner or or whatever you know obviously eagles and all that there's there's tons of you know you go to auburn and see the eagle fly out of the deal i I just i mean what better team to have a real live mascot than yeah And, and listen i i love the league uh there are times where i think the league is a tad bit too corporate and anytime that they can kind of integrate some things that you're seeing happen on the college level, you know, to kind of give it a little bit more of a, of a natural feel to it. I think that they should do that and vice versa as well. I think, you know, some things that college are doing now should be doing what the NFL is doing, but if there's an opportunity for this, I mean, you gotta be thinking big picture too. I'm thinking uh, corporate partnerships, uh, sponsor opportunities, you know, you know, Memphis, you brought up LSU Memphis did the same thing. They had a plexiglass box that they pulled around on a trailer that they had a tiger that was thrown in that was pulled behind like a a Ford (laughs) F-150 around the stadium had flashing lights on the top of it with holes poked in the plexiglass. So the thing could breathe. Uh, you know, I'm thinking of a grizzly bear in Chicago, you know, dress some dude up like the brawny man, the brawny paper towel guy and, Freaking, you know, I mean, it, it's just, it's endless. Yeah. 
But hey, we're coming up on an hour. I want to leave one real, one real quick question. I'll leave you with this. Give me your um, um, I don't want to say Super Bowl teams, but give me your give me your three four teams real quick. You know, obviously Chiefs. Yes. Um, yeah. Give me your give me your three four teams you think are going to be there at the end this year. So I'll I'll run down by conference. Uh, we'll start first. I in in the NFC, I think it's clearly Philadelphia. Um, San Francisco, I do think you have to include Dallas in that conversation. I think there are a few teams that are kind of there on the outside, knocking on the door, maybe getting a little bit closer. But those are the three that I would put there. And, dude, the AFC is so loaded, yes. so loaded. You could have teams that any any given year would go on a Super Bowl run just because the depth of, of the conference itself doesn't make that possible. So I'll go – I think Buffalo's clearly in that category. Kansas City's in that group. Uh, my man Joey B is just a, a flat-out stud. I, I think there's there's no denying that, and the amount of success that they had against Kansas City. Um, and then from there, where where do you sl- start to slot some of those other teams? You know, right. Baltimore is back, um, and I think that they've made some intriguing moves. Uh, but that's uh, that that is an absolute bloodbath to get to the Super Bowl out of the AFC. I really believe that the it's. In the AFC, it's just give me about four teams, five teams, because it's going to take some luck. It's going to oh, take no doubt. it's going to take some things to fall the right way. Um, you know, and you're going to find out too. You're going to find out which front office has done the best in terms of not only how they've went about acquiring talent, but who they've identified during the draft. Which is why keeping a close eye on the Bengals because they lose their two safeties, but yet they go and replace them through the draft with some really quality young, like good talent. It'll take some time for them to kind of get their feet underneath them. But uh, you know, now they have a cheaper option that's there in the center of their defense. But I, I mean, I I think they've made some pretty good moves as of late. You know, I think one of the things, you know, even you, with a cheap owner. Yeah, exactly. Very cheap owner. Um, you know, so yeah, I think that there's going to be some. I think one of the deals you got to look at too, especially with the Bills and stuff, is they're playing the NFC East this year in their cross conference games. They got to play the Eagles. They got to play the Cowboys. They got to play the Giants. So I think a lot of this AFC stuff, we can't get hung up on regular season wins and losses as no. much as. Get in the playoffs. Get me healthy. Let's be healthy yes. and let's get to the playoffs. And it be doesn't healthy, matter. Get to the playoffs. Wild card or anything else. And and heck, dude, NFC East, the Washington's going to be better just because of subtraction. Like you, you move that toxic, you know what, out from there. And I just think overall, it's almost like a sigh of relief. So does that translate over onto the field? We'll, we'll see. Ralph Wilson says there used to be a dude years ago who looked like Buffalo Bill and tore the country, saddle up on a bison and race harness races, horses. <laughs> I think that'd be awesome. That's unbelievable. Can we find him, Ralph? Can we get that dude? Can we, can we get him, please? You need to get him um, on the show. Matt also said, don't forget about the Lions. Yeah. I Again, they kind of fall into my, my New York category, which is um, – there just hasn't been a whole lot of success there. And I trust me, I love Dan Campbell. I, I love him, but uh, there's a few holes in specific areas that I'm a, I'm a little bit concerned about with, with them, but toughness and right. mental attitude. I mean, are they not considered to be one of the favorites in that division? Right. They have They're to still be a little bit young. They're yep. still a little bit young. And, and before I let you go, you're you're that confident about the Niners, even with the quarterback situation. Listen, baby, I I I've tried to tell you this. Look, <laughs> sh- 
Shanahan's smarter than everyone, right? Just <laughs> that's listen. Why we're my, that's why I'm on my flat bill tonight for you. Just listen. He'll tell you about how much smarter than he is than everyone else. And if if there's a franchise that has has proven that we do it this way, you know, you talked about the running back market earlier. They were kind of at, at the beginning stages of this with how they handle running backs. But look at the dudes that that they've they've been able to take to the Super Bowl with. If there's a franchise that that shows we just need a guy to fit into our system, you don't necessarily have to have a superstar. Now, talk to me again when we get to January, and I'm I'm crying over the fact that you know we have a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo that you know <laughs> couldn't hit the broadside of a barn during crunch time with that. But uh, yeah, I I have I have faith because that's that's all I have, Jerry. That's that, that's all I have right now. Faith is a good thing, Pop. Hey, again, before we get out of here, hit the like button, smash subscribe button. We'll be back next week, Wednesday night, 9 Eastern, 8 Central, right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Network. I am the big O, Jerry Ostrowski. Sarah Larson was in earlier. She'll be back next week. He is Jeremy Poplin, Program Director, 1170, the Blitz in Tulsa. Uh, if you're in Tulsa or you, they got an app, get on the app, listen to them from 3 to 6. Uh, they, do an awesome sh- they do an awesome job on their show. I, you and Colby have, have really done a good job. I, I think the, the the chemistry is great. And the other thing I like is, you know me, I like to talk sports, but I also like to talk stuff that does not have to do with sports. And, you know. It's a personality business, baby. I mean, look, look at look at what's happening with all of this new media. And I consider what you guys are doing new media too. Uh, I'm, I'm tuning in to hear you and to hear funny, funny bits um, different takes on things, but I, I, I want to see someone that has an over-the-top personality, and typically those those people end up succeeding uh, in whatever venture that they do, whether it's just audio platform or whether it's video. And by the way, you know, if you had if you had throwaway money, you could buy a any movie or TV show prop you wanted. Yeah. Do you think I could buy Kelly LeBrock from Weird Science? I mean, I mean, really, she wasn't real. She was made. So therefore, in a technicality, it would be a show prop, right? She she was technically she was (laughs) not real. Uh, You brought up getting canceled earlier. I think I'll probably be quiet right now. But uh, yeah. and, And for those that are watching, by the way, just so you know. Tony Soprano's boat, the Stugatz, is up for sale right now. It's $299,000. So if you've uh, got that kind of cash lying around and you want a, a piece of uh, of television show history, why not, man? Last Wednesday night, uh, Jackson was in town. So Jackson, Owen, and myself went to Louis, and Team Stugatz won the trivia contest. That way. We wrecked, we way wrecked shop Dude, on you- all those. My my wife has never seen the series. We just finished uh, season two. We're getting ready to start season three. So being able to experience it with her for the first time, because I think this is like fourth or fifth time through for me right. uh, overall, and was there from the early stages. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun to revisit. Are we in the Kevin, are we in the Kevin Finity stage? Uh, not quite yet. I think we're we're just now coming up on that. Okay. All right, folks. We'll be back next week, nine Eastern, eight Central. Line the gain right here, Buffalo Romans Network. As always, go Bills and one love. Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. 
you know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com.